My apologies, I was muted. Welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Real Fast Manitoba, like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show, especially sharing. It truly does help. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Manitoba Freethinker Podcast, on Twitter and TikTok, that's MB Freethinker. If you want to send me an email, you can send it to mbfreethinker at gmail.com or you can go to uh, mbfreethinker.wordpress.com and get all the links to my audio-only show. Uh, actually, Manitoba, subscribe to YouTube if you guys don't mind because uh, Facebook will delete me again. Uh, they've done it before. Um, or ban me. So uh, just in case that happens, it'd be awesome if you guys subscribe to uh, my YouTube channel. All right, Manitoba. Obviously, uh, this may be a tough show for some people, just so you guys know. And, uh, I mean, the title says it all. Um, Talking about the horrible tragedy that uh, took place in Saskatchewan, I mean kind of lost for words it's it's definitely a mental health issue um so like i said manitoba my heart my heart goes out to uh anyone affected or uh involved in that i'm just gonna get into it i'm just gonna like obviously everything has been updated so fast but i am gonna uh I'll go over a few articles that have been released and a few comments uh, from some elected officials, uh, their response to what took place. Um, But yeah, I'm just going to get into it. So we all woke up to this, um, or this is what, uh, you know, it started it off. Manhunt continues for two suspects after Saskatchewan stabbing leaves 10 dead, 15 hospitalized. RCMP alert says to watch for black SUV with Saskatchewan license plate 11MPI in Manitoba, Alberta also. RCMP have issued a dangerous persons alert across Saskatchewan, Alberta, Manitoba after multiple people were stabbed early Sunday morning in James Smith Cree Nation and the nearby village of Weldon, Saskatchewan. In a news conference at 3.40 p.m., police confirmed 10 people are dead and at least 15 people have been hospitalized following the stabbing spree in 13 different locations. Now, like I said, this was the very first article that came out. Uh, Unfortunately, that count is actually higher. Uh, I believe it's 11 dead and 18 injured. Quote, there may be additional additional injured victims who transported themselves to various hospitals, Rhonda Blackmore, commanding officer of the Saskatchewan RCMP, told reporters. We are currently actively looking for them, uh, dedicating maximum resources to this. Blackmore said that police expanded their emergency alert to the neighboring provinces after receiving a report saying the two suspects, Damien Sanderson, 31, and Miles Sanderson, 30, were spotted traveling on Regina's Arcola Avenue around 11.20 a.m. At that time, they were believed to be in the black Nissan Roos with uh, said license plate, 119 MPI. So I'm sure Manitoba, like most of you, got uh, multiple cell phone warnings or alerts. I think I got three of them. 
Uh, but I'll continue. However, she added, at this point in time, we have no indication they traveled to another province. Shortly after 8 p.m., Regina Police Chief Evan Bray issued a video statement on Twitter saying that the suspects were still at large and likely in the city. Uh, Damien Sanderson is described as 5 feet 7 inches tall and 155 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. Miles Sanderson is described as 6 feet 1 inch tall and 240 pounds with brown hair, brown eyes. So victims targeted... uh, Sorry, victims both targeted and random, says RCMP. The location and direction of the suspect's travel is unknown, Blackmore said, but noted that everyone in Saskatchewan needs to remain vigilant as this one is uh, one of the largest and most significant events they've seen in recent years. And we all know that uh, Canadians aren't legally allowed to protect themselves barely. Trudeau's making that harder and harder. I mean, this speaks for itself that banning guns doesn't stop criminals who want to commit crime. I mean, everyone knows that, but it's only affecting law-abiding Canadians. That's, That's it. And just so you guys know, Manitoba, I'm not worried about any law-abiding Manitoba that has a gun. I'm worried about criminals that have guns. And uh, banning guns doesn't stop criminals. It's obvious. But, I mean, I'll continue. Uh, Police are asking Regina residents to take precautions and considering sheltering in place. (laughs) She advised residents to be careful about allowing others into their home and not to leave a secure location. Residents in the Regina area are also urged not to approach suspicious people and not to pick up hitchhikers. Okay, so James Smith Cree Nation, state of emergency. In response to the mass casualties on James Smith Cree Nation, the community, along with Chakasapian Band of the Cree Nation and Peter Chapman Band, declared a state of emergency at noon Sunday. And it was set to remain in place until 5. So, I mean, the article goes on. It's quite a long one. I'm not going to read the rest because, like I said, that's just what we woke up to. Um, This is more of an updated. So, again, Manitoba, like I said, that's what we woke up with. Ten dead, 15 injured, two brothers on the loose. I think they're brothers, right? Not cousins. Anyways... I'm not I, I have mixed feelings about this. Suspect in Saskatchewan stabbing found dead while second accused still at large. Like I'm trying to be a better person. So I don't really wanna wish anyone harm, I guess. But I'm not gonna lie, I hope they find the other guy. I don't want him dead. I want him to rot in fucking jail. Okay. Lanahead, one of the deceased from James Smith Cree Nation, was security guard, ex-partner confirms. One of the two suspects on the run since a string of fatal stabbings in Saskatchewan on Sunday has been found dead, police confirmed on Monday. Damien Sanderson, 31, was found dead with wounds that did not appear to be self-inflicted, said Rhonda Blackmore, commanding officer of the Saskatchewan RCMP. 
So, I mean, it appears like he was also killed by his brother. Miles Sanderson, 30, still at large and wanted. RCMP also confirmed Monday at the media briefing that they, oh, they were brothers. Okay. So I wasn't sure if they were brothers or cousins, but. 10 people died in the attack on Sunday in various locations in the province, including James Smith Cree Nation. The injury toll has risen to 18. Neither of these tallies include the Sanderson brothers. Miles faces three counts of first-degree murder. Damien has been charged with one count of first-degree murder. Both men also charged with attempted murder and breaking and enter. Police from Saskatchewan, Alberta, and Manitoba were searching for the Sandersons after the attacks prompted a dangerous person's alert. Police said Miles may have sustained injuries, though that has not yet confirmed. We do want the public to know this because there's a possibility he may seek medical attention. Even if he is injured, it does not mean he is not still dangerous, she added, noting that Miles has a lengthy criminal record involving crimes against people and property. CBC has confirmed that Lana Head 49 is one of the deceased from James Smith Cree Nation. She leaves behind daughters Sable 31 and Sage 30. Head's former partner, Michael Brett Burns, says Head worked as a security guard at Northern Lights Casino and was also a commissionaire officer. Her death was first reported by APTN. CBC News also confirmed that 77-year-old Wes Peterson of Weldon and Gloria Burns, 62 years old, first responder, are among the dead. Burns was killed in James Smith Cree Nation while responding to a crisis call during the stabbing spree, according to her siblings. That's tough. So they have a timeline for the police response. At September 4th, 5.40 a.m., RCMP received multiple calls from James Smith Cree Nation about stabbings at different locations. 7.12 a.m., RCMP issued Dangerous Persons Alert. Residents of James Smith Cree Nation, nearby communities told to seek immediate shelter. At 7.12, 7.57 a.m., police release Names and photos of suspects Damien Sanderson and Miles Sanderson. 8.20 a.m. RCMP extend dangerous persons alert to the province of Saskatchewan. 9.45 a.m. RCMP issue fourth dangerous person alert. Says there are multiple victims in multiple locations. At least one at James Smith Cree Nation, another in Weldon. 11.25 a.m., RCMP send request to extend dangerous persons alert to Alberta and Manitoba. Okay, so that's when we got our first one, 11.25. 12.07 p.m., RCMP issued fifth update saying suspects vehicle was seen in Regina on Arcola Avenue. Residents asked to shelter in place. 3.45 p.m., RCMP announced 10 people have been killed and 15 others injured in the attacks which they say took place across 13 locations. And like I said, we now know that has been up to 18 injured. Okay, Saskatoon police earlier confirmed that they've been searching for Miles Sanderson since May when he stopped a meeting with his assigned caseworker and was classified as unlawfully at large. He had been serving a nearly five-year federal sentence for assault, robbery, mischief, and uttering threats. 
he received a statutory release and then disappeared. Shocker. That's what Canada is all about, catch and release violent criminals. So he spent, he was serving nearly a five-year federal sentence. <laughs> Maybe it should be 25 years. In an update posted on Twitter at 7.36 a.m. on Monday, Regina Police, oh, sorry, Regina, Regina Police Chief Evan Bray had said the two suspects were still at large despite ongoing relentless efforts throughout the night from Regina Police and RCMP officers to apprehend them. Blackmore said hundreds of Saskatchewan RCMP staff from operators to major crime units have been working on the investigation. Police said there was no indication that the two men traveled out of the province. The Cree uh, Nation and Weldon are within 60 km of Prince Albert and about 20 km of each other. Police resources from across Saskatchewan, Manitoba and Alberta have been assisting in the multiple investigations according to RCMP. I already went over his description. And still believed to be in the knee. I mean, I'm sure he's not in that Nissan Rogue. Because guess what, Manitoba? Those three alerts that we all got, and how many were sent to Saskatchewan? Well, he got them too, if he's got a cell phone, which I'm sure he does. So, I mean, he's just as caught up. So, I mean, I really doubt he's still in it, but maybe. The Canada Border Service Agency said it was working with domestic and international law enforcement to ensure border security. Okay. The Oh, this, which uh, was just funded, $155,000. I went over that a couple shows ago. The Federation of Sovereign Indigenous Nations, FSIN, which represents 74 First Nations communities in Saskatchewan, including James Smith Cree Nation, Okay, that's not what I was. I thought they were talking about the police force. Uh, they joined a chorus of people offering their condolences to the James Cree Nation after the unspeakable violence that claimed the lives of innocent people. Damn. And Manitoba, just so you guys know this next story, kind of a tough one. I mean, I I'm a dad. I have kids, so I just... Huh. 13-year-old injured in Saskatchewan Rampage, but saw his mother, brother fatally stabbed. This is why, like, I just say fuck it, and I want to see that guy fucking burn. But, uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine being in this 13-year-old boy's shoes. I think he's a boy. Brian Burns says his 13-year-old son saw everything. His son is among 18 injured people left in the wake of the rampage of the stabbings that saw 10 people die in 13 locations around Saskatchewan on Sunday. Burns says his young son watched his mother, Bonnie Goodvoice Burns, get stabbed to death along with his brother, Brian's oldest, 28-year-old Greg Burns. The 13-year-old was stabbed near his throat, but after some stitches, was released from the hospital on Monday. So this 13-year-old boy who was stabbed in the neck watched his mother and brother get stabbed to death by these two fucking piece of shit cowards. I just... This, the stories like this is why I think that the gun ban is wrong. 
because again, I'm not afraid of law abiding people with guns, but guaranteed if guns are more accessible, available, someone would have stopped this a lot sooner. 13 locations this happened over. Brian Burns also lost his cousin, 62-year-old Gloria Burns, a first responder who was killed when she went out to a crisis call on the First Nation during the violent rampage. Man. Three family members. That's the first responder I talked about earlier. Quote, I've had better days, he told Star. I'm just trying to hold up for my boys. It's all about them. It's not about me right now, end quote. The father who has three boys and granddaughter to look after lost three family members, but his story is just part of a grim mosaic being pieced together about small Saskatchewan communities, victims, suspects, and their lives as more information trickles out about the attack. As of Tuesday, one suspect today, one suspect is still at large, one dead. Uh, their alleged crimes have terrified Saskatchewan communities and received international attention for what is one of Canada's deadliest mass murders. Miles Sanderson, who police say might be involved, or oh, sorry, might be injured, was reportedly seen near James Smith Cree Nation territory on Tuesday, the third day of the police hunt, and RCMP asked residents to shelter in place through the emergency alert. However, police issued another alert several hours later stating that he is not located in the community of James Smith Cree Nation and that his whereabouts remain unknown. Authorities have previously previously said Miles may be in Regina. I mean, so, I mean, why don't they just say it? We have no fucking idea where he is. Brian Burns said in a Facebook post that he couldn't enter the home because there was too much, quote, too much blood inside and police were collecting evidence. Man. Quote, it's hard to, it's hard when my boys cry at night for their mom, he wrote on Tuesday. Man, this is tough, Manitoba. I just couldn't imagine, like, being a 13-year-old boy and watching your mom and brother get stabbed to death right in front of you. RCMP faces extra scrutiny over Hunt for Saskatchewan stabbing suspect after admitting past failures. So it seems like uh, then they're talking about the failures of the Newfoundland attack. But it seems like... um, They've been more open to letting the public know about where they are are at. So, I mean, I'm not upset that they keep saying the guy's here, the guy's there, the guy's here. I'd rather them be transparent and keep us updated than keep us in the dark. So, yeah, I went over the timeline already. So, yeah, the, the, the manhunt continues. Here is a little bit of the police chief or the the RCMP's response. Have wait. I'll make sure it's unmuted.
Good afternoon. We have a, a brief uh, but significant update for you this afternoon. At 11.30 a.m., a deceased male was located on the James Smith Cree Nation. At 1.17 p.m. today, it was confirmed by Saskatchewan RCMP Forensic Investigation Section that the deceased is Damien Sanderson. His body was located outdoors in a heavily grassed area in proximity to a house that was being examined. We can confirm he has visible injuries. These injuries are not believed to be self-inflicted at this point. The exact cause of death will be determined in conjunction with the Saskatchewan Coroner's Office with the date and time for that examination to be determined. Miles Sanderson, Damien's brother, may have sustained injuries. This has not been confirmed. But we do want the public to know this because there is a possibility he may seek medical attention. Even if he is injured, it does not mean he is not still dangerous. Miles has a lengthy criminal record involving both persons and property crimes. Miles is facing three counts of first-degree murder and is wanted. We consider him armed and dangerous. Do not approach him. If you know of his whereabouts, immediately call 911. Our thoughts continue to go out to the families of the victims. This brings the count of this tragedy to 11 deceased persons, 19 injured, and 13 crime scenes. Thank you. And we'll now have uh, Sergeant Susi read the statement in French. Okay, well, if you guys want to hear it in French, you guys will have to go watch it yourself. Oh, yeah, and uh, Manitoba here is um, Justin Trudeau's response. Like, that matters, but I'm just going to play it anyways. Oh. Maybe I won't. Let me give it a little reload. Okay. I had it all queued up. Oh, gets right into it. Okay, well, here's Justin Trudeau. Yesterday's attacks in Saskatchewan are shocking and heartbreaking. My thoughts and the thoughts of all Canadians are with those who've lost loved ones and with those who are injured. This kind of violence, or any kind of violence, has no place in our country. We're still, of course, monitoring the situation closely and we urge everyone to follow all the updates from the authorities. The priority is keeping you and your loved ones safe, so please be careful. Uh, if you see anything, if you have any information, please call 911 uh, to share that. I reached out to the James Smith Cree Nation leadership earlier today, had a good conversation with the chiefs. I also spoke with Premier Mo of Saskatchewan to highlight that the federal government will be there with the resources necessary right now in this time of crisis, but also will continue to work as partners uh, in the uh, weeks, months and years to come. Uh, through grieving and healing. 
Ministers Miller and Haidu are also closely engaged uh, with the community and its leadership. I want to, of course, thank the first responders uh, for stepping up, for being there in the community. But to everyone affected from this tragedy, I know how incredibly overwhelming and distressing it can be. If you need someone to talk to, you can visit hopeforwellness.ca to get information on how to access the support you need. As a show of solidarity, all federal buildings in Saskatchewan have been lowered and the Peace Tower flag has also been lowered to half-mast. Sadly, over these past years, tragedies like these have become all too commonplace. Saskatchewanians and Canadians uh, will do what we always do in times of difficulty and anguish. We'll be there for each other be there for our neighbors, lean on each other, help grieve and help heal. We will continue to do that and all Canadians will be with you in this difficult time. Is that that on Saskatchewan? All right, and now Scott Moe, Saskatchewan Premier. Yesterday's attacks were horrific beyond anything that any of us could ever imagine. Thirteen crime scenes, ten lives tragically ended, and many others wounded. There are no words to adequately describe the pain and loss suffered by the victims' families. This loss caused by these evil, vicious, senseless attacks, and all of Saskatchewan agrees with you, but we must do more than that. We must turn our attention to what is needed now. First, care and support for the victims and their families. Those who were injured continue to receive the very best possible care in a number of different hospitals. The province's victim services was deployed to the area yesterday. The local school has set up a center for those who need services and I would encourage anyone to reach out to access those services. Prince Albert Grand Council and the Health Authority will provide social supports now and in the weeks to come. I have spoken with many people who are directly impacted by these horrific attacks and with the leadership of the RCMP, James Smith, Cree Nation and the FSIN on how the province can support these efforts. Saskatchewan's Provincial Command has been activated which helps to coordinate and deploy any resources that we provide and of course the two attackers must be caught and they must be brought to justice to protect our residents from further violence. We have supplemented RCMP and local police resources with additional Provincial Protective Services staff from the province and coordinated increased security presence at area hospitals where many victims' families are gathering. And we continue to offer the full support and resources of the province in this investigation. Yesterday and again this morning, Regina Police Chief Evan Bray said he believes there is someone who knows something about where the two attackers are. If that is the case, please contact the police or the RCMP. You'll be preventing further violence. And you will be ensuring that justice is done on behalf of the victims' families. Every moment that these individuals remain at large, innocent people are in danger. So if anyone has any information that can help police end that danger, please provide that information. And I want to thank all of the police services across Saskatchewan and now other provinces that have joined in the search and are doing everything that they can do to apprehend these two very dangerous men. And I want to thank all of the first responders and the healthcare professionals whose heroic efforts have been treating victims in our hospitals across the province. Thank you, Saskatchewan. 
All right. I'm not sure if you guys. Yesterday's attacks were me. horrific. I think my frame rate's dropping. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, the Premier Saskatchewan. Heather Stephenson uh, dropped a tweet. Our thoughts and prayers go to the family, friends, and communities of the victims of the horrific attacks that took place in Saskatchewan yesterday. I want to commend to uh, I want to commend the many first responders, healthcare workers, and police officers for their efforts to support the community during this tragic event and in their pursuit of the suspects. I've reached out to my friend and colleague Premier Scott Moe to express sympathies on behalf of all Manitobans and to offer to assist in any way possible. And from Wab Canoe leader of the NDP party. My condolences to the family, friends, and communities of the victims of today's senseless attacks in Saskatchewan. Thank you to all the first responders and healthcare workers. I hope and pray the suspects can be brought in without any further violence. And our Justice Minister, Kelvin Gortzen, thinking of those in James Smith Cree Nation and the Weldon, and Weldon, impacted by horrific violence, we in Regina and the alert system has kept us well informed, even that suspects may be within a couple of KMs. Thank you uh, to all law enforcement and emergency personnel responding. One thing, Manitoba, I do want to say is I find it kind of, well, I mean, I find it refreshing that they're not mentioning the suspect's race. It's refreshing because they it should never be the focal point, but we all know why they're not. Because if, I mean, definitely in the States, but that trickles down into Canada. We all know if, that, if this was a white person, it would be white supremacy, white, like, you know what I mean? It, it, the race would become the issue. So, I mean, it is refreshing that they're just focusing on finding him. Doesn't matter what race he is. He's a piece of shit no matter what he is. But, excuse me. This couldn't be more relevant. Manitoba Justice Minister wants people charged with knife crimes to have less chance at bail. That came out August 25th. So, I've, I've talked about this only a week or so ago. I made fun of them because I think this should be all violent crimes, which it still should be. But, I mean, talk about, one. there's one more article, Manitoba, I'm just going to touch on that's even more relevant than this. Check out this next article. Killer of three homeless Winnipeggers appeals consecutive sentence in wake of Supreme Court ruling. The ladies at It Takes a Village have been talking about the guy that ran over the protesters at the Manitoba Ledge served like one day in jail and was released. I mean, this is a constant theme throughout Manitoba and in Saskatchewan. But I mean, sorry, Manitoba, I got a cough. This couldn't be more relevant. We're talking about a serial killer and he's getting a reduced sentence in the wake of another serial killer, you know what I mean, committing their crimes. 
The longest prison sentence ever handed down in Manitoba may soon be slashed by two-thirds. Why? Lawyers for a serial killer, John Paul Ostemis, whose victims were homeless, have filed notice with the top provincial court that they want to see a sentence reviewed in light of recent Supreme Court of Canada's decision that struck down what's called parole stacking for multiple murders. I see nothing wrong with that. Lawyers for serial killer John Paul Ostemos, uh, whose victims were home. Oh, did I read that already? Sorry. Uh, Ostemos, now 45, was sentenced in 2016 to three consecutive terms of life without a chance at parole for 25 years for the murder of Miles Moneas, Stoney Stanley, and Bushy and Donald Collins in April 2015. The term effectively meant Ostamus would die behind bars. That is a perfect situation. That That's as happy as it could be. Because honestly, we don't have the death penalty. So this is as good as it gets, having this motherfucker die behind bars. But no, not in Manitoba. Those kind of, like... We go harsh on people who fight for freedom. Law-abiding Canadians who fight for freedom. That's who the Manitoba court likes to go after. Violent criminals. Catch and release. I'm sorry. So this, this didn't technically happen, but it could. And just the state of the Manitoba courts, I just I have no reason to believe this isn't going to happen. So if the Manitoba Court of Appeal agrees to hear the case and amend his sentence, he'd be eligible for parole by the year 2040 instead of 2090. That sounds like a long time away, but that's only 18 years. So some of you who have little babies, they'll just be 18 years old. You don't want this motherfucker out. So I just wanted to briefly touch on that in light of what's going on in Saskatchewan. With with mass murders, and now we're just, we have a soft spot for violent criminals in Canada. And the other thing that we do with violent criminals is we like to <clears throat> make excuses for them. We love to say that it's addictions and they had a bad childhood. But um, I think maybe because of how much our violent crime seems to be increasing, in my opinion, I don't know. I don't fact check me or or fact check me. But um, I think maybe we need to focus on the punishment part of prison. Because uh, this catch and release system isn't working. But either way, Manitoba, 35 minutes, I kept it kind of like on point. And um, obviously you could tell I'm losing my voice. So thank you guys for those who are tuning in. Oh, let him rot, Robin. I agree 100%. Let him rot in fucking jail. Same with these two in Saskatchewan. Well, I guess one's dead. Got the easy way out. But I want to see them in jail for the rest of their life. But my heart goes out to the victims and all those involved. It's horrible. I try and put myself in the shoes of those involved. And I mean... It's horrible. But Manitoba, thank you so much. I love you guys. I am 100% losing my voice. So I will 
catch you guys uh, Thursday. Take care. Bye.